and welcome to Unleash Your Creative Magic. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. I'm your host, Helen Pfeiffer, a published writer of 17 crime novels, both traditionally and indie published. And I'm here to talk to you about the magic of writing, unleashing your creativity and how to set yourself free from being stuck inside the writer's closet. I'd like to share my journey with you from that initial idea for a book to where I am now and all the very messy stuff in between, the highs, the lows and the fuck me this is impossible moments. I hope that somewhere along the way this podcast might be of some use to you. You might even find some inspiration lurking in here. So grab yourself a coffee and come and join me on the writer's couch as we dive right into living your best creative life. Welcome back to Unleash Your Creative Magic. If you listened in last week, I'm curious. Did you manage to make some time to sit and brainstorm those ideas for your next project? And if you didn't, why didn't you? No, actually, I'm only joking. I know all too well how life can get in the way of all good intentions. Just ask the numerous slimming clubs I've been a member of over the years. Best not to get into that though, because I could probably record a year's worth of podcasts on that subject. Anyway, today I'm going to talk a little bit more about plot and what exactly it is. When you're deciding what to write about, I would suggest that you write something that you would really like to read yourself. Make your story exciting So you actually can't wait to sit down and start typing to get to the next chapter. The legend that is Stephen King said, a story should entertain the writer too. And damn if he isn't right, because if you're not excited to write it, then it's a fair point to say your readers won't be excited to read it. And you're going to be investing a lot of time in writing this story. So you may as well make it as pleasurable as possible. There's no point writing a story to try and fit in with the current trends, unless you can write super fast and edit even faster because the chances are those trends will be long gone by the time you are ready to publish. Look at me, it took eight years from starting to publication. Hopefully you won't need that long, but if you do, then that's absolutely fine. There is no time limit on your creativity. Through years of practice, I can now write a rough first draft of a book in six to seven weeks, if I have to. I can't say I find it an enjoyable experience having to write that fast, but if it needs to be done, then in I dive. I adore vampires, and I always have since my mum introduced me to Hammer House of Horror Films at the tender age of nine, and one day I'd like to write a story about them, but I totally miss the Twilight Ball. Doesn't mean that I can't write a story about them though, because I'll be writing it in my own way, and hopefully it will find a home and my readers will enjoy it just because I wrote it. The plot isn't about getting it all down into a neat story. My very first plot was bullet points, and it worked for me. It's whatever works for you. Pantsers in the industry are what's known as writers who can sit at their keyboard and write a book without outlining or plotting any of it. And if you are one of them, that's fantastic. What are you waiting for? Stop hanging around here and go write that book. I mean, not to brag or anything, but I've managed to write a couple of books without plotting them. And whilst it's fun, it can be a little bit of a long winding road to get to the end. If you're not sure what's going to happen in that middle part that feels like it's taking forever and a day to write, This is where even the most basic of plots would be a big help. Then instead of typing, all work and no play makes Helen a dull girl, over and over just to up the word count, you could refer back to your plot. Trust me, it's very tempting to follow in Jack Torrance from The Shining's lead, but I'm not sure my lovely editor Emily would appreciate it, or my readers. If on the other hand you struggle a little, or not quite sure where to start with your plot, then keep on listening. Here are my top tips to help you get started writing it. 
So tip number one, ask yourself, what is this story about and why is it so important to me? How can I make it different to all the millions of books already out there? The thing is, we're all different and we all have our own natural style of writing. So even if you're worried the idea you've been thinking about has been done before, there's a chance it probably has, but not by you. You'll have your own unique voice and your own way of storytelling, which will turn it into your story from your point of view. It needs to appeal to your readers. Do you know or have you thought about who your ideal reader would be? What genre are you writing in and who would you like to be compared to? I was checking out my new book that is out for pre-order on Amazon. By the way, this never gets old, no matter how many books you've published. And I noticed at the bottom of the page there was a banner which said, Customers who bought this also bought Angela Marsons, Carol Wyatt, Faith Martin and Patricia Gibney. So, my books appeal to readers who enjoy crime novels by some of these amazing authors, which was a real compliment because I also love reading these authors. Who do you enjoy reading? What style do you want to write in? Would you like to write a diary type book like Bridget Jones? Or maybe you want to write a full-blown horror story that Stephen King readers would enjoy. For a plot to work, something must happen to someone to make that story. A woman falling into an empty well and needing rescuing is a basic plot. For me, it was police officer becomes the next name on a serial killer's list. Or an orphaned boy escapes from the cupboard he's forced to live in to go to a school for wizards. And we all know how this one ends. Having your plot mates writing an 85,000 word novel slightly easier in the beginning. Tip number two. Who are your characters? It's your characters who drive the plot. The main character needs to face some kind of conflict, a puzzle or a challenge to solve, and they also need a worthy opponent. Their relationship is what will raise the stakes and keep your reader turning the pages. Your readers are investing their time and money in your story, so they want excitement and a satisfactory ending. Going back to my character Annie Graham, I wanted to write a story about a tough, kick-ass, yet vulnerable policewoman with her own share of personal problems. I wanted her to be a woman that readers could identify with, and they certainly did. You need to know what it is that's motivating your characters. Is it love, money, greed? For me, it's generally survival, loyalty, honour, curiosity, hate, death, pain, rejection, vengeance and failure. That's a bit of a list. In One Left Alive, the first book in the Morgan Brooks series, I wrote about a rookie police officer who was completely thrown in at the deep end by finding a family who had been missing murdered in their basement on her very first day out on independent patrol. She was young and vulnerable, but determined to figure out who had committed this terrible crime. Readers also really love her character, because she's just a normal woman trying her best to figure out how to catch a killer and get justice for the family, and they wanted to go on that journey with her and see her succeed. Tip number three from the Pfeiffer School of Writing is... Make yourself a plot board. This I'm a huge fan of. I love procrastinating and it's something I do very, very well. Pinterest is my all-time favourite procrastination black hole. I can lose myself for hours on there creating boards for the ideas for the story and characters. I'll post a link in the show notes to one of my character boards for Morgan Brooks so you can see what sort of pins I add to it. Sometimes if I'm really trained to not start writing... I'll cut out pictures from magazines or print them off from Google of what my characters might look like, their hair colour, clothes, what car they drive, where they live. This is a great excuse to spend ages on Rightmove looking at all the dream houses you'd love to live in. 
I find this a big help when writing about them. It makes them seem more real in your mind, and it brings them to life. A little word of warning, though. When it comes to this entirely pleasurable pastime, don't let yourself get so consumed pinning bars that you waste your precious writing time doing it. And yes, I'm speaking from experience. But if you're struggling to see a character clearly, it can be a great help when it comes to writing about their descriptions or traits, if you have an actual picture to refer to. Tip number four. If you do get stuck when you're plotting and haven't got a clue what's going to happen next, these are the kind of things that I ask myself. Can I bring in a new character? Can I kill someone? This is a favourite of mine. I do worry about the kind of person I might have been in a past life some days. Although not as much as Steve, who used to look at my huge collection of books on murder, forensics and serial killers, and then go to bed terrified I was planning to kill him off. Thankfully he realises now I was just following my passion of writing. Can I bring a little bit of romance or a love interest into this story? Maybe a love triangle? Can I break one of my character's hearts? Can I bring in some drama, conflict or an argument? Is there a jaw-dropping revelation I can add? Whatever you do, however your character acts, they must move the plot forward at all times to keep your readers turning the page. Tip 5. I sometimes write my endings before the rest of the book. Or at least I spend a little more time plotting those, because that's what I want to lead up to. The whole story is leading up to the nail-biting, I have to stay up late to finish this book ending that my readers love. I've had emails and messages to say that my gorgeous readers have... Forgot what time it is and didn't pick up a child from school on time. Yikes, I've done that myself in the past so when I've been engrossed in a really good book. Stayed up until the early hours of the morning despite having to go to work the next day because they simply had to know how it ended. They've been so engrossed that they missed the stop on their train and whilst I did feel a touch bad for them that I caused these slight issues, I was absolutely buzzing because what higher compliment is there than a reader who can't stop reading until they know the ending? I wrote a story called The Good Sisters, which is a really, really scary story. In fact, it's so scary I couldn't write it myself once it got dark. And I've had lots of messages from lovely readers since that book came out, telling me how much it scared them. Donna, who is one of the fabulous blogging community and is now a dear friend, mentions quite often how scared the nun Sister Agnes in that book made her, which as a writer to me was the biggest compliment I could receive. I did the job I set out to do. I wrote a story that was so terrifying it stayed with my readers long after they had finished it. If you write a fabulous page-turning ending, then you kind of know the path your characters have to take to get there. So there are some excellent books out there to help with the writing process, and my favourite is On Writing by Stephen King. I know a lot of writers who swear by Save the Cat writes a novel by Jessica Brodie or Into the Woods by John York. I've read them both, plus many, many more. But you can only read so much about the process without it getting confusing and a bit overwhelming. And in my opinion, it can be a little off-putting if your mind is full of so many different ways to write your story. What I'm trying to do with this podcast is help you make it as simple as possible so you can get down to the magic of writing without worrying too much about the right or the wrong way to do it. As you get going, you will discover your own ways. And I'm not saying that anything I'm telling you is the right way. All I'm trying to do is to help you get started on this journey without getting too overwhelmed or bogged down with it all. The great Albert Einstein said, There comes a point in your life when you have to stop reading other people's books and write your own. And this I completely agree with. If you are listening to this podcast, then that time is now. Go forth and create. 
See if you can come up with a plot for your story that you know you're going to love writing. Until next time, take care. If you'd like to check out my credentials to see if I know what I'm talking about, then head over to my Amazon page. And if you'd like to join a community of like-minded creatives, then head over to the Unleash Your Creative Magic Facebook group. I'll paste the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly can't wait to speak to you in the next episode, where I'll dive into the process of how I wrote my first book. Until next time, take care.